want you to say, Lord, yours is the kingdom. that the enemy may have any access to you because in that moment you're saying God when you show up nothing else can begin to take place in this life amen and so I want you to begin to when we make that that's a declaration yours is the kingdom amen your kingdom come your will be done in our lives. Amen. That's what we are saying. Lord, your kingdom come over my life. Amen. I do not know about you, but if you in this place today, as we were worshiping, I sense today that we want to open up the altar. Amen. That means today, if you are here, I want you to just come to the front. You just kneel before the Lord. You just encounter God. Just begin to just encounter God and I can tell you God's going to minister to you in a special way amen and the Lord says open up the altar and all we're going to do in obedience is open up the altar whatever your need is let your need be more than your pride let your need be more than what people think about me because nobody knows what you need and if you need something from the Lord I'm here to say to you the answer is at the altar it's not about a person it's about you encountering the king of kings and the Lord of Lords and it's about you and him and he's saying if you would lift me up I will show up if you would make the step if you would just begin to walk if it's healing walk if it is a breakthrough walk if it is a financial breakthrough walk because God's about to do something in your life that nobody can do it for you God can do it for you and all you do is say God is Showing up before you, I need you, I need you, I need you, I need you. Ela ma kuche, ela manda rabaka, lebeke rabama.
is just prompting me this evening just to pray for you if you have if you just feel like you have been carrying a weight there's some of you that have just been like you your shoulders are just heavy you can't can't lift your hands you can't you you can't just relax you know you you, you don't know how it is to relax you go to sleep with some thoughts you wake up in the morning with the same thoughts amen and it seems like you're not making any headway and you're not breaking through but God is saying today he wants to lift that burden off you amen amen wherever you are wait right where you are right where you are just stick your hands up amen we're gonna begin to pray for you because that weight has to leave that weight has to leave some of the things you've been carrying for a long long time you've been carrying it for a long long time amen I want, I want some of our intercessors and people that, uh, that will just pray with us, just help us to pray, Shirley and Joy. Just stand behind them. Just stand behind them. Place your hand on their shoulders. Amen. If it's a family member, pray for someone else, right? I don't want you to be right behind your family member. Just stand behind somebody else. Amen. We believe in God. We believe in God. That weights are being lifted right now. Weights are being lifted right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus
Just give God a shout of praise. Come on. Somebody, somebody. Your victory is in your shout. Your victory is in your shout. 
the word to Gideon was shout. should be remembering in prayer that is in hospital or that just needs God big Anybody else? Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Let's just agree together because we trust in God that He's a God that never failed us. And we say, we sang the song we see cancers disappear. Yes, Lord. Yes, Father. We see metal plates dissolve. Yes, God, you can do it. Father, every deficiency in his body. Right now, Father God. Every deficiency in his body. Every vitamin deficiency. Yes, yes. Every muscle, every sinew, every organ. We speak, oh God, life right yes, now over Kuban in the name of Jesus. We speak, oh God, to every, oh God, every part of his body, every limb. Let there be a shaking. Let there be a shaking. Let there be a shaking in his bones. Oh God, a rumbling in the name of Jesus. Touching from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. Let him wake up tomorrow and do something he's never done before. Oh, for a long time. Oh, God, remove pain. Remove pain. In the name of Jesus, we believe in you, oh, God. We believe in you, oh, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The same power right now, Father God. The same power that raised Lazarus, Father God. We speak it upon our brother Kubeno, Father God. Right now, Father God, over every part of his body, oh God. Every part that has been operated, oh Father. Right now, you are strengthening him, oh God. Is there anything that's too hard for you, Lord? Nothing, oh Father. Because we serve the God of the impossible. Right now, there's a quick healing, Father. There's a rising spirit, oh God. There's new hope that's birthing inside of him, Lord. There's new faith, oh God. I declare there's living water right now that's flowing upon his body, oh God. That, Father God, there's going to be confusion, oh God, with the results and the doctors, oh God. Because they don't know the God that we serve. They don't know our God. They don't know the power. They 
he's done. They don't know what he's doing and what he's going to do. Oh God, the same God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, the same God of Elijah, the same God of David, the same God of Joseph is the same God that's right there watching over our brother, Father. Right now, every pain God is removed. Every pain, every concern upon his mind, Lord, you're giving him peace, oh God, right now. You're giving him peace, oh God. You're reassuring him, God, that you've never left him, nor have you forsaken him, God. So right now, it is done, it is completed, oh God. If you said it, you will do it. What you started, Lord, you are completing in him, Lord. He will have a testimony. He will stand up and declare who you are and what you mean to him right now, Father of Ocean We thank you, Lord, because you are never failing, Father. You are never failing, my God. Thank you, Father. Father, we bring Bishop Thomas before you right now in the name of Jesus. We pray over the blindness in his eye, oh God. Every blockage, every blood clot that is now formed in his eye, that has blocked his sight. Right now, I pray that every God, that every every clot will dissolve. We pray for a restoration of his sight in the name of Jesus. We come, oh God, that there will be no permanent damage by the stroke in his eye. In the name of Jesus, we speak, oh God. We speak over your servant, oh God. We say be healed in the name of Jesus. We speak to his body to respond to the word of the Lord. Every deficiency in his body, every strength in his body, over his family, over his loved ones, in the name of Jesus, we believe in you, oh God. You're a God that is able to do it. He's your servant. And right now, we petition heaven on behalf of your servant. And we say, Lord, dispatch healing angels with healing poles from the altar of God. Let them touch his body. Let them touch his body. In the name of Jesus, we say, oh God, you're a God that heals. And you heal completely. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Over the lives of your people. is too hard for our God. Thank you, Lord. Chest infections have been cleared. You're healing people from pneumonia, from collapsed lungs, oh God. He'll breathe again. Just the breath of God. 
just the breath of God. Just the breath of God. Hey, la makai, la basata. Eremeku shandai lebeke. Le masatai lebehendi. every stronghold in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus we honor you Lord right now right now have your way have your way So, Father, we thank you that every time we call upon you, you hear and you answer. Thank you for answering. Thank you for hearing. Thank you for moving on our behalf. In the name of Jesus, and everybody said amen and amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thanks to the worship team. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Amen. Our God is a great God. Amen. Our God is a healing God. Amen. Our God is a delivering God. Our God is a God that sets us free. Amen. I started off last week speaking a little bit on the anointing and we understand the scripture that says it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. Amen. And uh, so every yoke of bondage, every yoke of the enemy of our lives is broken. Amen. It is the anointing that breaks the yoke. Amen. I like the translation that says it destroys the yoke. Amen. That means it just doesn't break it. And it's when it destroys it, it, it means it blows it to smithereens. Amen. You cannot see what it, what, it, what it looked like originally. Because when you look at these pieces, they, they don't look like they fit anywhere. They, it is, you cannot piece it together. I like when it says destroy because it means you cannot even glue it together. You cannot stick it together. You know, sometimes there's stuff that breaks at home and, and, and we like to use it again and we like to keep it because somebody gave it to you and your grandmother gave it to you or, or some, it is, it's, a it's a memento, it's something that has certain significance and sometimes it was meant to break. But we cannot see it break. Amen. Because we got so attached to it. Amen. And so Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27. It says and in that day. It shall come to pass in that day. That the burden shall be taken off your shoulder. And the yoke off your neck. How many of you know that this is the day? Come on. You see, you see you can determine the day of a change. You can determine a day of a transformation. You can determine a moment 
when everything in your life becomes realigned and it begins to come, everything comes right side up. Amen. You can determine that day. Amen. And the Bible says joy comes in the morning. Now, when, when it says the morning, it says sorrow may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Now, mo the morning always spells a new day. Amen. But the reality is, it's not talking about chronological time. It's not talking about the morning can become the moment you open your eyes to a new opportunity, to a dawn of a new things in your life. That becomes your morning. Yeah. Amen. And, and so I want you to understand that joy comes in the morning. It comes in the, in the moment that you, you start to realize that today is the day that Isaiah is speaking about for my life. Amen. For somebody else, it could be a distant future. But I do not know about you. I, 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 I'm starting to become a little bit more mindful of time. I'm starting to understand that I cannot spend too much time waiting for things to come on. But I want to be in the right place, position where God wants me to be. And the Bible says, and it shall come to pass. That means the moment you activate your faith, the moment you resolve in your heart, this is what I need, it shall come to pass. That means the shall come to pass, the language shall come to pass, comes in the moment of your realization that something needs to change. You know, we can all get comfortable with some things. I do not know about you, but sometimes I'm so lazy. And I can see something that is out of place. But I can't move to, to change it. Hoping that someone else will walk past there and get a revelation. To pick that up. I do not know about you, but we have a challenge sometimes at home. Joash can see something that belongs to in his room, and it is in the lounge. <laughs> he got a revelation of it. And that basket was supposed to be in the room, not in the lounge. But he walks past it. Ten times. <laughs> and even as we draw his attention to it, he still walked past it. I do not know about us, but there comes a moment when the thing that is distracting you, the thing that is bringing pain in your life, the thing that is destroying, vexing your spirit, there has to come a moment where you say, I can't do life like this anymore. Things cannot continue being out of order. I do not know about you. You know, uh, if all of us in the house eat food and we all leave the dishes in the sink, the sink is not going to get up and wash it. 
somebody. Now we got a sink manager in our house. We got the director of the kitchen. But we realize that sometimes some things are going to happen when we make a move, when we make a shift. And I'm here to say to you today, you can recognize when things are not in sync and you can choose to do nothing about it. But today, seeing that your eyes are open, when your eyes are open to something, your spirit won't allow you to rest until you correct it. May the Lord agitate your spirit till you get up in the middle of the night, go and clean, wash those dishes. <laughs> Amen. That means you get up and you make sure the thing that is not in order is in order. Because some of us have gotten used to dysfunction. Some of us have gotten used to chaos. Some of us have allowed chaos in our lives. And it's manifesting spiritually. Because it's manifested naturally. And it's manifested physically in our lives. And now it's starting to agitate our spirits and our minds. And, and you can't say you are okay with this. Because inside of you, you know you're fighting a battle continuously because you're not okay with this. But somewhere down the line, you said, if I convince myself enough, I'm okay with this. It's going to be okay. But you, every time you try to convince yourself, it goes, comes around again and again. And you're saying, this thing is too much. And I'm here talking to somebody today that is saying, I can't live like this anymore. Now, I'm not talking about doing anything major or anything drastic. I'm talking about you addressing that thing. The solution is not always leaving the situation. The solution is in fixing what you have. Amen? Come on. The Bible says, and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden. Oh, you can put your name there. Shall be taken off your shoulder. And his yoke off your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. This divine empowerment, this divine enablement, this power of God that rests upon a man, that rests upon a woman, this authority that comes to us, that, that enables us. You know, I, 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 was, I was looking at something this afternoon and, 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 and there was a subtle difference between grace and anointing and, 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 and one of the, the, the authors suggested this, that anointing is the supernatural empowerment to perform a specific task and continue until, until there's no more demand on it. You hear me? 
It is a supernatural empowerment to perform a specific task. That means it, this is not general. This is not a jack of all trades, master of none. This is a specific task. You're anointed for a specific task that will continue until there is no longer a demand on it. Amen? Grace is a perpetual empowerment. Watch the language. Which is given to someone by God, which they can't deserve or earn, which enables them to walk out their callings that God has on their lives. Amen? There's a subtle difference, and the subtle difference almost emphasizes that anointings are temporary measures of grace. That means it helps you to take care of the small goals so that you can meet the greater vision of grace. So when you are anointed, it is anointed for function. It is anointed to do something specific. And you got to work that thing till the greatest demand has been met. That means until there is nothing more left in it. It's almost as if like you're drinking the milkshake. Till you're making sounds. And there's no more milkshake but air. And you are taking the foam and you're taking the air and you're taking the residue from the cup. You know, everything. Now some of you are going to McDonald's after this. But <laughs> now this is not like a cup of tea. Because some of you leave tea in the bottom. But I've never seen people leave milkshake. They don't like wasting. It's like ice cream. <laughs> Neela's confessing. Amen. So I want you to understand I want you to work the thing that God has anointed you for. When you begin to understand it, you will never let it go from your life. Now, there's different scriptures throughout the Bible that speaks about anointing, and all of it specifies a task that people were anointed for. We, we dealt with last week in 1 Samuel chapter 10, how Samuel will pour oil on the head of, of Saul in order to anoint him as king. And, and it spoke about the act of anointing, which came as oil, came as a sign of God's blessing and favor upon Saul. It, it spoke about a specific release of power 
that came over his life that will enable this man that was looking after donkeys to now shepherd or be a leader over a nation. It's amazing how God can anoint you for a specific task. And you may have not had all of the training. Looking after donkeys didn't qualify him. If, if, if that was his CV and he was applying to be king. And he says, what is your leadership quality? I look after donkeys. Let's keep on going. You, you don't put that. You want to find the skill that is necessary for this. But what happens is that one encounter with God shifts and creates the capacity for a man that was not trained for a specific task. And understand this, this was a role that was never there before. May the Lord create roles and doors for you that were never there. May they in your company create portfolios for you that was never there. And may you be anointed for that portfolio. Amen. No one can tell you, you got, you're doing it wrong because no one did it before. But the way you do it it was as if you were doing it all your life. And you become the example of how others should be doing it. Isn't that a blessing? So when we believe that yes, you can have the education. And yes, you must go to school. And yes, you must equip yourself. And yes, you must get all of the necessary skills. But there is a measure of the anointing that when it comes upon you, it sets you apart. From everybody else. You don't, you, 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 you may have the same qualifications as others, but you function on a level above it. Yeah. It's not a level that your education can bring you to. It's not a level that other people, there, there is something that is inside of you. That's the deposit of God. Then you understand, I've been anointed for this. Yeah. When you do a job, don't just do the job because they pay you. Do the job because you're anointed for it. Yeah. Then nobody else can fit what you do. Yeah. Because even if they take you out of the job and they try to put somebody else in the job, they cannot do the job like you yeah. because you were anointed for it. Somebody is about to say so they've been telling you they're going to move you and whatever. But I'm here to say to you today, God has anointed you for that. And when you come to that place, you'll understand, like Saul, when God's grace comes upon you, when God's anointing comes upon you, it releases a power. Anointing was used as a symbol to consecrate. Now when we use the word consecrate or consecration, Consecration is to set apart a person, a place, or a thing for acts of holy service unto the Lord. 
I like that word when it comes to we we use it when we uh, when we when we consecrate people, you know, during ordination services and setting aside people for fivefold ministry. But I think it's a nice word instead of this word christening that people use. We consecrate our child. That means we set them apart for acts of holy service unto the Lord. Because the, the definition of it includes a person, a place, or a thing for acts of holy service unto the Lord. And when we get to that place, you know, uh, we will understand it. You know, a lot of people ask, you know, come and pray over our vehicles, you know, when we have a vehicle and whatever. I'm going to start using the word consecrate. A person, a place, or a thing. Now, what does that mean? I set it apart for acts of holy service. You put any funny so music in it, the old, uh, old audio system. <laughs> you put any funny people in your boot, the funny things in your boot, the suspension goes. <laughs> Consecrated. Hallelujah. Come on. Our homes. Amen. I, I think we, we start to understand on a deeper level. I, I, we had people working at home and, uh, you know, and sometimes when guys work, they, they're smoking and, you know, they're moving around. They're outside. They're not inside out. They're outside. But I don't like the smell. So I said to them, I don't smoke in my own house. You're working. You call me boss. So boss says, don't smoke by your nose. Stand outside there by the road, you can smoke. You know, the very, very few smoke breaks they take. It cures the smoking problem. But the reality is we allow people to treat you the way you allow them to treat you. If you treat your things in a particular way, Everyone that comes into your space should understand this is how I operate. Amen? Come on. This is consecrated unto acts of holy service. Amen? Come on. Let's get to the place where we start to understand. And when you start to understand this, you see, what happens in our lives is when we let small little things, the Bible says it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's the small, small things that come in. And we, we say, oh, it's okay, you know, it's just having fun, it's, it's just relaxing, I'm chilling, you know, I'm just. Be careful. It contaminates, it vexes. And then after a while, the Bible says that. There in, 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 in is that Ecclesiastes or Leviticus where the, oil, uh, the anointing oil gets stale and dead flies that attracts dead flies and the stench of dead flies you know this, I do not know whether you have those traps you know the fly traps 
you put, make that mixture and you put it out there and it attracts it. After a while, what happens? That thing smells because it attracted everything that was smelling before it. Amen? The Bible says it's then the, the, the dead flies in the anointing oil that makes the oil stink. The thing that contaminates the anointing in your life is the dead things that you attract to you. One at a time, it doesn't make a difference. Doesn't make a stench. But as you start to multiply it, that's when the stench comes in. And that which would have produced an aroma before God now, pro now produces a stench. That which was meant to be a blessing and begin to perfume the environments that you step into now begins to create a repelling smell. So I pray today, God, what the Lord has anointed you. May the anointing break the yoke. Let's just bow our heads. Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that you have in store for this house. What has transpired in the spirit realm tonight, in this place, even in the homes of those that have been watching online, in the places for where they've been watching, just where they are right now, Lord, just show up. Lord, just let the, the transforming power of your anointing just begin to change. Change, renew, strengthen. Father, we thank you that we will hear reports of what has taken place tonight. And let no flesh glory in your presence. It's all about you. So we give you the glory. We lift you up. We acknowledge what you are doing in this place is sovereign. So Lord, we say, help us to preserve the oil in our lives. Help us to preserve that ha the hand of God over our lives that nothing will contaminate it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Amen.